Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that... That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. This video is brought to you by Audible. You can enjoy two free premium audiobook downloads when you use the exclusive link in this video's description. And if you don't love the book, you can easily swap it out for something else that you do want. You can cancel anytime and all the audiobooks are yours to keep. Listen on any device, anytime, anywhere. So click the link in the description and get your free audiobooks right now. Oh, hello everybody. Welcome back to the Space News Pod. My name is Will Walden. I'm your host of this show. This is a podcast about space, science, tech, pretty much anything we want to talk about. If you want to talk about alien life? That's cool. Thank you for those hearts. If you want to talk about, you know, if we're alone in the universe, that's cool too. But first, I want to say thank you to everybody who's been subbing to this channel. Thank you so much for helping out and supporting the show. Like that's, that's pretty freaking awesome. That's all I'm going to say about that. You guys are amazing for supporting the show and just being here is a support. So just hang out, just hang out. If you're into it, go to spacenewspod.com. I got some sponsors there, Audible. Um, they help me out. They're a good partner of mine. If you want two free audiobooks, you can go check them out at spacenewspod.com. That's it. That's all the sponsorship stuff I'm going to talk about. Now, how about I'm going to I'm just going to get into this because it's kind of a thing at this point. Neil deGrasse Tyson. He had kind of a horrible, horrible weekend starting sunday uh he tweeted about the uh, murders that happened over the weekend he tweeted on sunday he said in the past 48 hours the usa horrifically lost 34 people to mass suit shootings on average across any 48 hours we also lose 500 to medical errors 300 to the flu 250 to suicide 200 to car accidents 40 to homicide via a uh, handgun Often our emotions respond more to spectacle than to data. Dude got ripped apart. Ripped apart on Twitter. Respond more to spectacle. I, um, I jumped in there and I said, dude, not the right time, not the right place. Not the right time, bro. Like, I'm, I'm one of those people that's like, 
I'll help out as much as I can when I can. I don't want to. I don't want to burden anybody with my opinions after something like this happens. I don't want to tell anybody anything because at that point it's not me. Like I have nothing to do with this. Right, Neil deGrasse Tyson. A lot of people thought he crossed the line. In general, Neil deGrasse Tyson seems like a nice guy, right? He seems like he's just there to do good stuff. He's there to do sciencey things and he's there to help people out and get them pumped about space science, all the good things in life, right? He just, he, he did some, didn't really think before he sent that tweet. People ate him up. So he went on Facebook and he wrote an apology. And in this apology, um, he said, my intent was to offer objectively true information that might help. Here, I'll put it up on screen for you. That might help. Uh, where are we at? That might help shape conversations and reactions to preventable ways we die. Where I miscalculated was that I genuinely believed the tweet would be helpful to anyone trying to save lives in America. What I learned from the range of reactions is that for many people, some information, my tweet in particular, can be true but unhelpful, especially at a time when many people either still in shock or trying to heal or both. So that being said, there's, you know, there's a little bit more to that, but he basically said, hey, man, I'm sorry I wrote that post. I know I wrote it with the best intentions. Sorry you feel that way. You know, he said, but then he said, so if you're one of those people that got offended or, you know, that I hurt, I apologize for not knowing in advance what effect my tweet could have on you. I'm therefore thankful for the candor and depth of critical reactions shared in my Twitter feed. As an educator, I personally value knowing with precision and accuracy what reaction anything that I say or write will instill in my audience. And I got this one wrong. So he said, he said, he's sorry. He said, sorry, man, if this hurt you, I'm going to back down. You know, he didn't, he didn't get it. Like when he wrote it, he was, he was probably thinking along the lines of, Hey, I'm going to educate these people because people just died. And we want to know like kind of, why all these people died, right? You know, like, why why could people die? That was it. That was the only reason he wrote that tweet. But he backed off and he said, hey, man, I effed up. So, Neil Tyson, we're good. I'm good. You wrote an apology. I understand it. You didn't mean it the way that it came out. We're only human after all, right? You and me, like us right here when you're sitting here running whatever you're doing if you're running you're in your car you're at the office whatever you're doing we're just people we f up i mess up all the time i'm gonna be the first one to say it i get i get told in my comments on my youtube channel all the time that i'm horrible and i'm like the worst person ever and i go to those people and i just go like i do you know, the Neil deGrasse Tyson thing. I'm like, sorry, bro. <laughs> sorry. sorry, I didn't know, like, I didn't know it was going to offend you so much that I missed that there was a, a brush fire at a SpaceX launch. 
people, I just got a comment today from somebody that complained that my newest, one of my newest videos didn't have the latest brush fire, which happened, by the way, from a Starhopper launch. Starhopper, okay, so I'm going to back up a little bit. Starhopper is going to become SpaceX's Starship. It's going to happen. It's the preliminary small vehicle that's going to they're going to build into Starhopper or into Starship, which will take people to the moon to the Mar into Mars. I made a little video about it. Not that big of a deal. I spent a little bit of time editing it. I didn't get it. I didn't put a thing in. I didn't put a brush fire in the Starhopper created with all the fire that was around it. So this guy thought it was a good idea to comment about it. And that's, that's totally fine. So I messed up. I didn't add that to my video. I never said I was going to, <laughs> I never said I was going to just speak about Starhopper, but this person thought I should have. So, you know, that's the thing. So sorry, dude. Didn't talk about Starhopper's fire. I just did. So, you know, I don't, I didn't know that was such a big deal. Now, Trump 20 says thoughts on Neuralink. What are my thoughts on Neuralink? I have so many. Um, Neuralink, for those of you who haven't heard about it, is a brain implant. Okay, so this brain implant will allow you to control devices with just your thoughts. Computer mouse, your phone, tablet, whatever else they come up with with the control schemes, right? It's an Elon Musk company. Uh, they have really, really huge ideas for this. I think it's a really good idea to a certain extent. I think that Neuralink could be the way that we become, we have a, a relationship with our devices right now. So I have a relationship with this device. I talk on it, chat with my friends. I watch videos on it, watch movies, look at pictures, whatever. I have a relationship with it. Now with Neuralink, if I want to swipe right on Tinder, I just think about it. I don't have, pick this up and go, oh, oh, that's cool. Swipe. I don't have to do that. I just think about it. Oh, okay. They messaged me. Swipe. Don't have to pick up my phone. Don't have to interact with it at all. That's the use case. That's the sort of middle ground use case. The first use case is to move a mouse cursor. That's it. Move a mouse cursor around. Now, this device is going to be capable of, in the future, if it's possible, we'll be able to interact with other devices, right? It'll be able to react with uh, exosuits. I brought this up the other day. 
people that are disabled, people that can't use their legs, people that can't use their arms. You slap on a robot suit, Neuralink will allow you to communicate with that suit. And when you communicate with that suit, you can walk again. That's crazy, man. It's crazy. So, I think when we get to the point where we can actually, this is what it looks like, by the way. That's what it looks like. It's just a little thing behind your ear. Bluetooth, etc. But when we get to the point that we can actually control suits and control exosuits, control robots that are connected to our bodies, we have a different sort of relationship with technology. We've always had technology, right? And people are afraid of it. People are afraid of the things that they don't know about. When somebody invented eyeglasses, think about that for a second. Somebody who's blind can now see because a little bit of metal, a little bit of glass, you're not all human anymore. You're using a tool to be more human. So you're using sort of the early version of one of these Neuralinks, right? It doesn't connect to your brain, so to speak, but we've always been using devices since we could use devices. You want to go further back, a stick, a rock, you know, we created fire with tools. These are all tools to move forward with our existence. Are we, become a, are we going to become one with robots? Are we going to become one with uh, the Borg, so to speak, if you're a Star Trek fanatic? I don't think that's a possibility anytime soon. I don't think there's the, the technology isn't quite there yet. Could it happen in the future? We could. Maybe. Eventually possibly get to the point where we could all have this relationship with each other where we don't have to talk where we just think and we're all kind of connected somehow i don't know is it going to be some sort of mind melding another star trek thing where we just think about something and somebody else knows what we thought about it's possible i mean we have body language that does that already Will we be able to just think about it though and go, you know, like I want to go to the store. I'm hungry for potato chips. And then one of my friends would be like, Hey, I know you're hungry for potato chips. Here's a potato chip. You know, is that going to be a thing? It's maybe a possibility. Neuralink is kind of crazy like that, where not only does it allow you to control devices, but it, it should in theory be able to open up the way that you consume uh data so right now we have so many steps that we have to do in order to get data so say if i have whatever this is what is this a piece of mail right i have a piece of mail by the way this is a piece of mail from sofi and i have to read this whole piece of mail right who even gets mail anymore i don't even like mail but i Got a SoFi card today, so um, 
I have to read this. I have to, I have to physically look at this, read it, even though you can't even see that writing. Like, it's pretty goofy. But then I have to read all that, look at these pictures, and I have to read this. Where do I activate this? Okay, cool, 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 cool. Go down and get the app. Okay. I didn't read any of that, by the way. It would have taken me a while to get through all that. Neuralink, it's already there. You know, like, you already have the information in your head. If you can connect to a device that has Wikipedia, so to speak, right? You have all of Wikipedia, all of humans' information. You've already read it. It's like the Matrix. Remember that scene when he learned how to fight? Well, he was jacked into the Matrix. And, you know, even though it was a crude, crude system where they jacked directly into his spine, um, it's similar in the way that he could just absorb information. And Neuralink is going to be one of those things where eventually, you know, the, the neural pathways will be so delicate. Like the, actually the, the wiring in this is so delicate, the fibers in it that uh, from behind the ear into your brain, apparently they're, they're very thin and very uh, malleable because I guess there's technology like this now. I'm not an expert on this field, but I guess there's technology like this now, uh, but it's very rigid, super rigid. And because like over time, your brain moves in your head. It's just how humanity is, like how humans are. Your brain moves around in your head. Um, and because of that, and because it's like a, like, a, a, like a hard kind of wiring in your head from this other device, it could cause brain damage. Not Neuralink. Neuralink is designed so it doesn't do that. But these current, the current uh, brain implants they could possibly cause brain damage who would do that like that's crazy it's it's crazy to think like okay well i can have 10 more years if i get this brain implant but in 10 years i'm gonna be a vegetable that's a trade-off man that's a trade-off that like not many people want to do so neuralink is going to be great for that like if you need this thing right if you need a neuralink because of you know medical reasons or whatever then yeah that's cool like you don't need to suffer like that anymore you can do your thing and not get brain damage after 10 years or whatever it is just amazing like that's so cool but the exosuit thing is what really intrigues me when you when you can communicate like a Bluetooth sort of thing from this. This right here. Something this small. Small, right there. That's a little Bluetooth adapter thing. Put it behind your ear. Something that small can communicate with another device. You can't walk if you can't move your upper body, if you can't move your head for some reason, you have some sort of physical impairment. Neuralink could Bluetoothly, is that a word? Bluetoothly? Bluetooth? <laughs> Bluetooth communicate with that device 
to allow you to move your body again. You think to move your hands. We don't think to move our hands. We don't think to blink. We don't think to, like, I don't think to move my arms. I talk with my hands all the time. And I don't think about it. I just do it. Now, if you have a Neuralink and you're just thinking about, you know, like, I want to pick up this thing again. I want to pick up this piece of paper again. I just did it. Right? You have a robot hand. You don't have the functionality of your hands because something happened. You're in a war. You just don't have the ability to use your hands. Neuralink, you get a robot hand. Your Bluetooth Neuralink, this little something this big right here. Something that big goes behind your ear. And you communicate with that robot hand to pick up that piece of paper, look at it, read through your mail, swipe right on your new match on Tinder, whatever, whatever it is. And Neuralink could be the first way that we interact with, uh, with a robot suit, so to speak. I mean, there's things like that now. There's medical advancements where we do have robot hands. You know, we do have prosthetic um, robotish legs and lower legs and upper legs and everything like that. But it's not going to be like this. Like, this is crazy. Neuralink is one of those things that's going to be absolutely fundamental in the way that human beings evolve. We've been evolving with machines for so long. We've been evolving with, like, side by side with machines for so long, and now we're becoming, if possible, some people will be able to become part of that machine revolution. Don't worry, the, the machines aren't going to take over. It's not going to be like Terminator. They're not going to kill us all. But it's going to be a way for us to adapt and to have, you know, people have a better life. Um, and just, you know, people that uh, just want to play video games. You just think about what's going on. People that are driving a car. You just think about, you know, okay, we're going to turn this corner. It won't be physical anymore. We won't have to turn the steering wheel. You just parry your brain with your car, I guess. I don't know. That's another, it's a thing though. You know, you got to think about these sort of advancements before they actually happen. Because how cool is that going to be? How cool is that going to be? And what I was thinking about the other night, imagine if you could use Neuralink to control a robot on another planet. What if you have an avatar you have a robot suit, right? You have a robot suit somewhere out in space. And your robot suit, it can survive anything. It's like an Iron Man suit. Cool. Okay. It's a robot, though. It's not you. You can sit in your living room, watch on a monitor or close your eyes or whatever, however it works at that point. Because um, then the feed may be able to come into your mind and you won't have to look at a screen. But by this point, you can use your robot, your crazy space robot, to go adventuring on other planets. You could see through its eyes, through Neuralink, through a space uh, transmission system. Not sure exactly. Oh, that's going to be a lot of lag. But 
it well with our current technology it'll be lag i'm not sure exactly how that would work but you know it's space it takes it's a lot of room so there's going to be some lag um because it takes you know what eight seven or eight minutes for the the sun's light to get to earth so it's like well, seven or eight minutes for my robot to communicate with me if they're near the sun it's gonna be a long time if it communicates in real time the speed of light without any obstructions right so it's one of those things that you can think about like should we send these robots that we're going to be programming walking around onto other planets should we send them to you know to work on mars for us instead of sending human beings because then we can just live here then we can send our robots to do the dirty work we can live through them vicariously and not get hurt it's a form of entertainment it's a form of uh exploration it's a form of moving humanity into uh, outer space that's another another cool thing about technology in the future is that like we already have robots on mars curiosity is uh has a birthday today actually pretty cool how old is curiosity been? it's five years no it's got to be more launched from cape canaveral in 2011. why did i think it was oh wait it landed in 2012 today that's what it is that's their, that's his birthday it's mars birthday so seven years old that's crazy curiosity rover it's a freaking car we sent a car to another planet we sent a car to another planet and this car is doing science like it's the size of a car no joke it's the size of a car and you think about like we have rovers on other planets okay you don't think about that stuff you don't think about that stuff on a daily basis i don't think about rovers on a another planet on a daily basis there's no need to like there's no reason to what i think about on a daily basis friends family you know etc but when i when i think about curiosity rover it's seven years it's been on mars that's incredible like these people are incredible that have produced this vehicle this car with a science experimental load on it <laughs> this thing the mars curiosity rover hot wheels <laughs> i had this like i just had it in a drawer and i decided it was a good idea to kind of like showcase it along with see all these like all the little figures back there they're all kind of mementos my mom used to collect uh these little mijos and uh these little dudes from the gumball machine and she would collect them i don't know why it was just like a goofy thing she would do so i decided to put them in the backdrop to commemorate her <laughs> just because they're like they're so goofy a couple of them just dropped down but all these things back here show uh you know what it's all about have more stuff coming in it's really cool by the way so uh yamaha yz426 said can't go to mars um don't i don't understand that doesn't make any sense 
If you're still here, please elaborate because we can go to Mars. We've been to Mars and we are on Mars. So I don't understand. You're still here. Or if you feel the same way, let me know why you think we can't go to Mars. That was when I was talking about sending humans to Mars, by the way. Not, um, not rovers and things like that. Jennifer Murdoch. Hey, how you doing? Hey, yo. Um, let's see here. There's another thing that happened. SpaceX. Let me look this up real quick so I have it correct. They are making smaller rockets, I believe. SpaceX is expanding its launch services. Okay, here, let me, let me show you this. And this is for... Hello, Jennifer. How are you doing today? Put this on there for you. No, I'm not sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. I just like Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> that's it. That's it. So here's SpaceX. If it'll play. Hold on. No audio. They're entering the, uh, the space of smaller satellites now. So this is the new SpaceX um, the new promo, basically. For delivering smaller satellites to orbit. Because right now they do big stuff, right? They have their Falcon 9, Falcon Heavy, etc. that launches um what the heck just happened? That launches uh there we go. Launches big satellites and big cargo up into space, sends people and stuff to the uh, space station. But now they're getting into like uh, the smaller satellites. They want to make the reusable satellite or reusable rockets available to a broader audience because a lot of small satellites, like not everything's going to be the size of a bus, not everything's going to be the size of Hubble. So they're getting into this smaller. Uh, smaller category of rocket launches. Now there's companies out there already that do this. Rocket Lab is one of them. Rocket Lab is one of those cool, um, cool startups in the space. I guess the space race, the new space race. Rocket Lab is um, they're similar. SpaceX. They're a startup. They're fast moving. They're not a big behemoth like Boeing or the ULA. They, um, they have stuff around the world. Like they have offices around the world. They have offices in Huntington Beach, California, Auckland, New Zealand, uh, Mahia, Ma, Ma, Mahia. I think that's how you say it. Mahia, New Zealand. I'm sorry. Wallows Island, Virginia, and the uh, Chatham Islands. So they have stuff all over the place. But they launch small satellites. So what SpaceX is basically doing is saying like, well, we already have the capability to launch small satellites. We know it's not going to give us as much money as the big satellites. But 
this is the place where we can literally make more money and they want to make more money they want to make as much money as they can because their ultimate goal is to get to mars that's it like the ultimate goal for spacex the reason why spacex exists is to make life multiplanetary to make humanity a multiplanetary species in the next two years elon musk spacex wants to send humans or wants to send a spacex rocket to the moon within two years within four years on the other side of four years the long side he wants to send humans now if he can send humans to the moon in four years he wants to send people to mars within eight to ten years that'd be awesome starship is going to be the way to do that starship is the way to get humanity to be multiplanetary you'll be able to have a hundred people in a rocket at a time it's like basically like having like a giant jet like a jumbo jet full of people but you instead of flying them from like hong kong to new york you fly them from new york not new york it wouldn't launch from new york but it would launch from cape canaveral or someplace you know where there's a launch facility to freaking mars now in between the launch so you have to have a launch of people you have 100 people on board there's 40 cabins they say like between two and three-ish people per cabin when starship launches it's going to orbit the earth and it will refuel during orbit so it'll launch with everything that it's got everything it's got it's going to use everything that it has um and then once they launch that up they have to get some more fuel so they're going to refuel in orbit and nasa actually gave spacex a contract to figure this out nasa isn't going to give money but they're giving them facilities and give them all the help that they can get because nasa is actually going to be using this technology to get people back to the moon in 2024 nasa wants to send people back to the moon they need this technology to refuel once they get their pod their lander onto the moon they want to be able to refuel it and bring it back down to earth something along those lines the artemis missions ink in my neck here what does that call that um maybe trump will send all the people from crap countries to mars or maybe only the wealth wealthy will go to mars you know it's going to be a money thing in the beginning it's going to be a money thing because they have to pay for these launches you know actually spacex elon musk um has said and they've actually had a press conference about it the first private citizen to do a loop around the moon and back will happen in a couple years once starship becomes a real thing they're going to be sending super rich guy and whose name slips my mind right now artist he's a designer he has a bunch of artist friends and he wants to bring his artist friends along with him on this ride around the moon what what is that even a thing like did you what <laughs> you just say you want to go around the moon because you can is that a thing spacex you want to launch this thing 
Okay, that's cool. I'll be there, man. I'll be there when I when this happens. I'm going to go there no matter what. So SpaceX is also going to uh launch people back to the International Space Station either by November of this year, which probably isn't going to happen. Because there's a lot of stuff going on. November 15th is the scheduled date for this launch to send human beings from US soil back to the International Space Station from a U.S. rocket with a U.S. pod on the top of it. Probably not going to happen. They have, there's a lot of red tape. So what's going to happen is they're probably going to push it out till January. They have to wait for the proper launch times. They have to get through all the stuff that whatever, all that, all that stuff. It's basically a big nightmare for SpaceX because SpaceX is like, well, we just want to launch stuff up, but they have to go through the red tape for NASA. And then when they actually do it, though, I do have a plan. Get down there and watch this. Uh, I have a GoFundMe too, if you're interested. Um, I'll mention that a little bit later on. I also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash space news podcast. If you want to help out in any way, that would be very appreciative. You don't have to just hang out and watch the show. Um, Cause that's really helpful as well. Uh, but when they do launch people back to the International Space Station from U.S. soil, I'm going to make a trip down to Florida. That's the plan. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to stream it. I'm going to periscope it, of course. I'm going to tweet about it. I'm going to send you guys all the data that I can as fast as I can, YouTube videos, etc. So watch out for that. When that does happen, I'll let you know. Um, but also, you know, all the other launches coming up. When SpaceX launches Starship for the first time, if I'm close by, if it's in Florida, I'm in New York, so all I have to do is go down the East Coast. I'll be there. I'll be there for you. That's my job now. My job is to go to Florida and do these cool things. I used to be a web developer back in the day, about a year ago. Then I was like, eh, that's boring. I want to do something fun. I want to do something that I always wanted to do. So I started doing this. And since then, I've been doing this full time. So I want to say uh, at that point, I got to take off because I have a lot of work to do tonight and I have to take my dad out for a burger and fries. So I'll say thank you to everybody who's been supporting the show. Of course, you're amazing. You're absolutely amazing. All space cadets on Patreon. I appreciate it. I appreciate all of you. Everyone on youtube.com slash space news pod. Everyone, of course, periscope thank you so much and i want to say thank you to you can check out my regular podcast too just just look it up space news pod three words space news pod and they're short like really quick like five to ten minute podcasts about cool space stuff that's happening so i want to say thank you again to everybody who's been watching and listening uh this has been the space news pod my name is will walden and I'll see you soon. Have a good day, everybody.
Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that... That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.